listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 7th of June. The Reserve Bank meets this morning with ongoing speculation it will increase the cash rate again to stop record inflation. And joining us now for his analysis is Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. So do you think the Reserve Bank will increase rates and by how much? Tash, good morning. That is the very, very good bet, unfortunately. We don't know for sure. The Reserve Bank has reasons to hold But given their language last month, given the size of last month's rate rise, there is an expectation, a very good expectation of rates to rise today. It could be as high as 0.4%. That would take the official cash rate to 0.75 or three quarters of a percent, only two months after it was 0.1. The RBA desperately trying to catch up and get ahead of inflation. We've talked plenty about that. We all certainly know about it. It's a real challenge for the RBA. How do you get inflation under control? And does it work putting people's mortgage costs up? Unfortunately, that's the economic orthodoxy. That's what they're going to try. We have to hope it's successful because we don't want rates to keep going or inflation to get out of control. But that's the challenge in front of the central bank. So, Scott, do you believe they'll increase little by little a couple of rate rises in the lead up to Christmas or do you think there'll be a big increase uh, today and maybe not so many increases over the next couple of months? Yeah, and look, that's a $60 the question. Honestly, nobody knows for sure. So we're all guessing. Let me be really clear. I'm not going to pretend I know these things. Uh, but what I do think is they're going to need to move reasonably quickly, dragging this out if they do see serious danger of inflation continuing to spiral is not going to do the work. The question for the RBA is, do they want to go slow and steady and measure the increases, just check each month to make sure they're doing the right thing, or do they want to make sure they can knock this on their head effectively once and for all the shock and awe story? In the US, they're going to increase rates by half a percent at the next two central bank meetings. That's a full one percentage point in the space of, what, 31, 32 days. So they are really getting ahead of this. It's tempting to think the RBA probably has the same view. If I was a betting man, I would say they'll go harder rather than slower unless they see signs in the economy that maybe they are causing more pain or more disruption than they're intending to. But with inflation continuing to soar, energy prices up, uh, households are doing it tough, but if inflation gets out of control, it gets even worse. I think they'll err on the side of moving fast and hard now. And Scott, talking about those rising costs, especially with energy, this is really interesting. 25% of Australia's coal-fired generation is reportedly offline at the moment. Why? Yeah, it's a story that we haven't really seen reported, but it's a really important one. Look, we know that gas has always been used as that extra bit of capacity when it's been needed. But when we go into a cold snap in much of Australia, particularly on the eastern seaboard, as you say, one in four gigawatts of electricity not available right now. And it's for a whole host of reasons. It is truly the perfect storm. There's a fire at one coal fire plant. There is a shortage of coal from Centennial Coal affecting another one. There are technical issues at a third. There are uh, a ser- yes, scheduled servicing on a fourth. Um, it, it is remarkable. We rely on so much of those big power stations in particular, the big four, and each one of those has issues and concerns right now that's keeping power out of the grid at exactly the time, unfortunately, that we desperately, desperately need it. I guess technical issues are what they are. Supply shortages, again, we know coal's been a problem. Whether you want to schedule servicing in June and July in the middle of winter, that's an open question for the engineers. But it's a really, really tough one. As I said, the perfect storm of energy shortages and high prices is really, really what we didn't need right now. Scott, challenging times ahead. Thank you. Indeed. Thanks, Tash.
In breaking news this morning, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has survived a no-confidence vote over the Partygate scandal. Just a day after the Queen's Jubilee celebrations ended, the Prime Minister's leadership was under threat after Conservative MPs believed Mr Johnson had lost his authority to govern. Here is Sir Graham Brady with the vote in Parliament just moments ago. That the vote in favour uh, of having confidence in Boris Johnson as leader was 211 votes and the vote against was 148 votes. And therefore, I can announce that the Parliamentary Party does have confidence. Yeah. That audio thanks to Sky News UK. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has confirmed he will go to the G20 summit in Bali, even if Russian President Vladimir Putin is there. Many G20 member countries have asked Indonesia not to invite Mr Putin because of its invasion of Ukraine. Anthony Albanese says he wants to work with Indonesia and the work of the summit is critical at this time of global economic uncertainty. Mr Albanese is in Jakarta at the moment, even enjoying a bike ride with the president, saying the relationship is growing. Australia's relationship with Indonesia is one of our most important. We're linked not just by geography, we are linked by choice. We've enjoyed a long history of cooperation and friendship. As the hospital crisis worsens across the country, the South Australian Premier is pushing for more 24-hour GPs. State and territories continue to suffer staff shortages from COVID and burnout after two years of the pandemic, and many hospitals are especially overwhelmed with a growing number of influenza and COVID cases during winter. Peter Malinakis joined ambulance officers on the front line in Adelaide on Saturday night and has told Channel 10 it's time for collaboration. We've got to start to confront this challenge about the primary healthcare system um, run by the Commonwealth working more collaboratively with the hospital system that's run by the states. And the Australian Federal Police is today set to announce a major crackdown on more than 50 suspected Italian crime families. Authorities allege the mafia is smuggling tons of drugs and laundering billions of dollars every year across Australia. It's believed around 5,000 mafia members live in Australia. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales, where the state government has made new promises to healthcare workers in a bid to address the pay and staff shortages. Workers say it is a good start, but without nurse-to-patient ratios, hospitals will continue to operate under pressure. Our reporter, Michaela Savage, has the details from Sydney. Yeah, Taj, yesterday the government announced all public sector workers will be getting a pay rise in the next financial year. The wage cap is being increased by half a to 3% on July 1. In addition, every frontline healthcare worker will be receiving a three grand one-off payment as a thank you for their service throughout the pandemic. And it's also been announced another 10,000 staff will be hired over the next four years under a new $4.5 billion plan. But nurses say staff shortages are actually more complicated than that and throwing more workers into the mix won't automatically fix the issue. Nurses and Midwives Association Acting General Secretary Shake Handish says while all this is a start, what they really need is nurse-to-patient ratios. Once they're in the system, there's no way to make sure that the right number of nurses are actually on shift. That's where ratios is different and that's fundamentally what we're requiring right now. They're also disappointed the wage cap increase is much lower than what they'd been calling for. And in Victoria, Melbourne drivers are being warned to brace for petrol prices to increase even further. 
As our reporter James Royce explains, the pain at the pump could drag on for another two years. The advice to shop around has never been more important, with service stations now starting to push their unleaded prices up around 30 cents a litre to as high as 2.25.9 at some outlets, and that is even with that 22-cent fuel excise cut. But looking forward, there's even more bleak news on the horizon. KPMG senior economist Dr Brendan Rin says the Singapore price that determines how much we pay at the Bowser has soared by two-thirds this year due to factors like Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He doubts it'll come down until at least 2024. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, the NRL coaching landscape is about to dramatically change once again. Yes, good morning, Tash. That's right. Let's start at the West Tigers, where it feels like we've been talking about Michael Maguire's future, well, basically for 12 months. He was gone at the end of last year, then he wasn't. And now it seems the writing is on the wall for Michael Maguire. Tim Sheens is their football director. He has been ill recently, but has been looking into what's going wrong at that club. And now reports that he will coach his last game on Sunday against the Seagulls. Triple M's Brent Reid gave us an update on this. Well, Tim Sheens has been quite sick, actually. The look into the club's been sort of slowed a little bit, but I still think we, we're going to get a, a decision on Madge one way or the other in the next, maybe by the end of the week, potentially. Now, Warriors Chiefs will meet this morning to discuss the future of Nathan Brown after he told them he can't commit to moving to Auckland long term. And Brett, a Magpie star won't be changing the way he plays despite going unrewarded from umpires. Yeah, it's hard to miss Jack Ginevan with that uh, peroxide blonde hair and he's taken uh, a page out of the playbook of the likes of Joel Selwood where he, you could almost call it playing for free kicks, but where he gets a bit low and kind of lifts his opponent's arms over his shoulder, so he's taken high. Now, the AFL has admitted there were some frees that should have been paid in the Magpies win over the Hawks over the weekend. In the end, it didn't matter. They did uh, win that game, but uh, his coach, Craig McRae, told Fox, Fox Footy he doesn't want Ginevan to change the way he plays. He's 19. Yeah, yeah. I, let's let's just see. Yeah, give us some time for the dust to settle a little bit on it, but I, I think um, in particular, I'd, I'd love him to continue just to be as much him as possible. And his teammate Darcy Moore should not have been penalised for sliding into an opponent in that game as well. And Brett to cricket now, the Aussie T20 side is back in action tonight. Yes, they're facing Sri Lanka. No Pat Cummins. He will sit out the T20 leg of this tour to rest up for the longer formats. Kane Richardson is his replacement uh, as the paceman. And skipper Aaron Finch says that Josh Inglis is unlucky to miss out, but it won't be long before he features at the top level again. He's really stiff. He's a super talented young player. He's shown his ability to float throughout the order in international and domestic cricket. So he will definitely get an opportunity at some point. Just starting winter, but cricket doesn't seem to stop these. No, it's a good thing. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you. And a US woman who received a couch from a stranger online for free has found a whopping $49,000 stuffed inside it. She says she couldn't believe it. I was screaming, come, come, come. It's money, it's money. I need to call the guy. She gave the money back to its rightful owner's family, who then later shared a small amount with her as a thank you. There you go. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.